0: You gotta have the principles, and you gotta have the skeleton. You got to know what the move needs to look like, and then add your own thing to it. Because then that's the true—that's the true essence of authenticity, and that's what people can. That's what.
1: Thank you for tuning into the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show. I'm your host, Isaac, bringing you an authentic perspective into the inner workings of the world. Today's message is one you won't want to miss. So let's get straight into today's episode. Welcome back everybody to the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all have had a great day so far. I am excited about today because many of you have been asking me for months to bring back one thing and one thing only and that is the interviews. And if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen that we've dropped two interviews but this is actually the first interview that's been recorded. So I'm super excited to be back in the swing of things. I love the interviews. I love hearing another perspective where we can just identify how two different minds can synergize and create this community in a sense, this mastermind, and come together with new ideas that inspire, but also provide tangible ways for us to improve our lives, for us to become the heroes of our own stories. Today's guest I brought on for one specific reason, and that is his energy. Someone that can just perform at a way that they love what they do, but they are never satisfied, proud, but never satisfied. And this hunger that creates happiness as well as pursuance to a bigger goal to me is the embodiment of what we should be looking for when we want to feed this animal inside of us of just continuous improvement. Because when we look back, that's the life that's worth living that's the meaning that we all seek to find. So today's guest is someone that I'm super excited for today's conversation. I hope you guys are gonna enjoy this conversation as much as I know I will. So without further ado, let me bring
0: on Mike's show. Mike, welcome to the show. What's up, man, excited to be here. Brother, you got the you got the gift of gab, man. You sound like a reverend out there. You're speaking to my soul, brother. Speaking to my soul, excited to be here. And uh, humbled at the opportunity to have the conversation with you and, and tapping into the community and. And man what you were saying i can definitely echo that that is uh that is literally everything so so excited to be here brother excited to be here
1: it's crazy here mike so let's get started why don't you tell the people a bit about yourself give them the backstory give them the synopsis of your life and how you got to where you are today
0: yeah well, well you know fast forward to right now present time um you know ceo of the full circle agency it's a digital marketing and advertising firm uh, down here in sunny Miami, Florida, uh, we specialize in retention marketing for medium to large size product and service-based brands. Uh, some of the companies we, we currently work with or have done work with in the past include companies like eBay, uh, Lions Not Cheap, uh, Tentacle, Acubo, uh Tectonic, um, the list goes on and on and on. Not not meant to boast, but just meant to to let y'all know it's not Jimmy the Green P who just, just, just started the business yesterday. We... We got an awesome, an awesome uh, concept that we're proven time and time again in the, today's marketplace, in the digital era that we live in. It is so so important to build those brands, not only with customer acquisition but customer retention, but the people that already said yes to you once or twice. So that's one of our core principles that we believe in, and um, we are excited to excited to be in that space. Our goal and our target is over a billion dollar evaluated organization. We will get there. I guarantee you that. And that, in a nutshell, is, is 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 what we got present time. Now, to answer your question, to go back, you know, how, how did we get to today? And by the way, guys, we're only on chapter one of a book of like 155 chapters. So we're, we're figuring this thing out day by day too. But you know, you know, I come from born in uh, in Georgia. Come from a um, a family that that instilled some pretty significant. Pretty significant principles, if you will. One of those being being education, and and um, I think that has been a backbone. Um, that that is allowed for us to get where we currently are today. Even though we are not satisfied, right? Proud, but not not satisfied, brother. Because there's so much more to get. Uh, went to school at Florida State University. i um, had the opportunity to play uh, Division One football there, and I majored in biology and exercise science as well. So. That, that that experience in and of itself, and balancing those two things, both both in school and outside of school, and performing um on a on a, on a national level, man, incredible incredible takeaways that I still use today, right, and adopt today, um, with with how we operate within the business, um, you know, went into orthopedic and pharmaceutical sales because I had an injury via sports and and was number one in, in, in that organization after about two years, but. I would say the biggest change as it relates to the business development and personal development for myself outside of sports was was the next chapter, right before this chapter, and that is working alongside a gentleman by the name of Grant Cardone uh, for the past, well, for about five years, had the opportunity to to deal with sales, marketing, and advertising for hundreds of thousands of business owners and hundreds of thousands of, of, of sales associates, and, and and that was school. That was the actual real school that I had in my life. Uh, way more valuable than than college from the classroom standpoint. And um, I'll say that with that experience, that's why we have the traction that we have today. Because there's a lot of things that I didn't know prior to that organization now that I do know. And um, man, it's just taken so much time out of the situation to get the traction that we have today. So You know, that's 30,000 foot overview, who who, who I am and, and where we come from and where we're currently at. And like I said, we're just getting started, dog. This ain't nothing yet. Nothing.
1: Yeah, Mike, I mean, there's obviously a lot of wisdom to unpack there. And there's two things. One I want to briefly touch on and the other one I really want to focus on, just given what you're saying. The first one is, it's my belief that people like us when you want to go to such a high place it's always like you're always you always feel like you're in the beginning chapters and it's this idea that most people in life they aim for the moon but they fall short why because they get pulled back by earth's gravity and so they just try and try and try but they just keep slowing down or giving up and that's why it keeps bringing them down but people like us what do we do we don't shoot for the moon we shoot for the stars so we've already made it to the moon But the stars are so much farther away. But it's this idea that this momentum where like the goal is so ridiculously big that for most people, it just doesn't make sense. That propels you in a way that just gets you out of that kind of uh, like existing limiting belief that's general for everybody, not our own limiting beliefs, but like the just general existentialist limiting belief that we don't know our own potential. And I think that just kind of springboards the start of someone's journey. But the second piece that I really love is I think two of the most powerful things an entrepreneur can do is one, come from the background of an athlete or look at business like an athlete looks at their sport. Because athletes, they don't diversify. They have to be so good at the sport that they're in Like you play D1 football, you weren't trying to be the best at swimming or soccer. Like, no, you're a football player in a specific position, you know? So you had to dial in so hard to be the best. And so when you look at business that way, you have to be singular in one sense where you're like, this is the business that I'm going after. And the more I can dedicate to this craft, the more skills I can acquire to be better at this, the better it's going to be. I was listening to this guy. His name's Chris Williamson. He hosts the Modern Wisdom podcast. And he was on this platform, or he was on this podcast called First Thing First. And he was talking about how he approaches podcasting. And he says, Man, I know what I can and cannot eat, the times that I can eat before an interview, how much water I have to consume so I don't have to use the bathroom if it's a three hour long podcast. Like he was so analytical about every little thing in the interviews. Because he was like, I look at podcasting like an athlete looks at the sport. I have to do everything impeccably and that's going to produce the pretty output. So to me, it's this idea like, what if we just started encouraging entrepreneurs not to be like other business owners, but to start this other roundabout way, which is look at it like an athlete. So I don't know what your thoughts on that are.
0: Man. You know, I think about this thing all the time. I think about this thing all the time. And it's, if, if, if I... And if I and we attack every single day like uh like a pro athlete attacks their their day every day or their sport every single day, we would already have what it is we're chasing. You know, I think that the discipline that's instilled in sports, but not only the discipline, but but the lack of control and, and, and let me tap into this real quick. The lack of control to let outside things get in the way of what the goal and the target is every single day your schedule. I'm telling you right now like from an athlete standpoint there there is no room for error because there is no time to consummate error from, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep to what you're putting in your brain to what you're putting in your body to to the type of output that that that, that you have every single day it's already all planned out you know for the first 20 I don't know 25 years of my life I don't think I ever made my own schedule, you know, and, and there's pros and cons to that. Now, the pros are what we're talking about. There is no room for anything else. And when there is no room for everything, anything else, and you keep the main thing, the main thing, the main thing becomes the main thing. It is that bread and butter. Um, And if, if, if the bread and butter is the business, well, then that has to be the main thing. It's anything and everything for that and anything and everything that isn't for that, is not on the calendar it's it's not looked at it's not considered it's not even a it's not even an option because there is only one option and that's plan a and that's that that's what you got so th- those are my thoughts on that you know i challenge myself to to operate more like that every single day you know right before this right before this right before this call you know just 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 meditation and, and visualizing you know how the day is going to go that's what i was doing you know what? it needs to look like in order for me to be the best possible person I can be today, and those are the same things I did in sports. Those are things, same things that were taught, taught to us in sports. So I love that. I I, I love it. I love it. I love it. That, that's how I think. That's just how I'm wired. So
1: yeah, and and the interesting thing too about it is that people right now have this huge emphasis on balance, and to me, most people just get balance wrong. They don't understand what balance is supposed to be. And balance isn't about every day looking the same or doing the same things in every day. Balance is all about relativity, right? What do you want for to be important in your life? And I know two things off the top of my head, or three things really, health, business, and my family. So it's like That stuff, my balance is skewed, man. Like, I'm not going to spend time over here when I I know I want to spend more time over here. And that's because it's relative. These things, they're bigger things. They're bigger rocks. So the scales aren't the same here. But the bigger picture of this balance equation too is balancing not only present needs, but future needs. What does the mic from three years now need from you today in order to get to that mic from three years? And so it's these kinds of reframings that allow us to tap into our future potential. Because instead of saying, what does what would Mike do? You say, what would Mike in three years do? Because that's the Mike you're trying to be, so why not start being like him now? I have this concept that I made, and I'm assuming other people have done this too, but it's I call it the Council of 12. So I took five real live people, two people that did exist, but they're now dead, and five fictional personas, from stuff that I've just admired over time. And they formed this council of 12. So when I have like a big term thing, which I kind of define as over three months, this is kind of the long-term strategic thinking. What do I do? I kind of sit and not only do I meditate on my own thoughts, but I say, if these people were placed in those scenarios, what would they advise me to do? What would they face in those moments? So for example, one of them is Marcus Aurelius, former Roman emperor and a famous Stoic. So I'm thinking, If I'm freaking out about what this that if this doesn't work or what whatever this, what would he say about it? What would the guy that had to go through a huge plague and a war, and was the emperor of one of the greatest empires of the world, what would he say? What would he think? What would he do? And so it's these kinds of reframings that I think allow for us to leverage our own experience and understanding of the world, and that's where people get very close-minded because as soon as you don't have the experience, or you don't have the full understanding, they automatically think that you can't do something, but that's not the case. You do need to build on that path, but it's all about a process. And if you understand the nature of that process and how you can encapsulate what you yet don't know by experience, but understand through other lenses, that's a huge, powerful catalyst change. So that's like, okay, now we're thinking out of a whole different ballpark.
0: Totally. And, and, And you're thinking, you're taking time out of the equation, man. You're taking time out of the equation if you're already thinking as to what i should be doing not based on today but based on three to five years from today and where you want to be if if i want to be that thing if i want to be that person if i want to achieve those targets i want to achieve those goals you know the change doesn't happen in five years the change happens today and tomorrow and the next day and in a series of days and weeks and months and years that compound one after another, after another, to, to, to project you to, to where it is that you want to be. So I'm on, I'm on board with that. And this thing called balance, man, I, I don't necessarily believe in balance. I don't, I don't think there can be balance to be honest with you. um, You know, you look at, you look at, you know, i, I use sports I, imagine if LeBron James tried to balance playing basketball and playing golf at the same time, you know, it's, it, it he wouldn't be what we know him to be as is arguably one of the best basketball players of all time. Um, balance is not real. Balance is not real. It, it, whatever it is that you're doing in the present moment, the balance should only be to give that thing 110 percent. But where, where, where you where you focus energy in one thing, another thing is going to lack in energy like it just it's science. Nothing can, nothing can be the same with both areas. If I give, if I give 110% here, well, this is going to be zero, man, because the main focus is this. So as opposed to balancing out your day, it's whatever it is that you're doing. When you segmentize or prioritize your day, make sure you're giving it 110%. Because if I give something 110% for five hours, as opposed to giving it only 50% for five hours. I'm gonna achieve so much more. And then when that thing is done, I go to the next thing where then I then give 110%. But there is no such thing as balance. No, there is no thing as balance. I realize that. I realize that during sports, man. I Ain't mean, that's a that's a that's a facade, that's a myth. It's not real, it's just not real. No chance, no chance.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's the basic thing of like where your focus goes, energy flows. You know it's simple science like you said it like again energy is not created nor destroyed it's simply transferred and so that's the idea that we kind of have to get in our heads like people talk all these things but the reality is is that most of them when they get to a point where they talk about balance if they have success they didn't have balance for a long time before that became their own reality like if a billionaire talks about his balance of him being able to walk and meditate and read like he's already got the billions. You don't have the billions. So why are you going to walk around and chill when you got work to be done? You know? So it's like it, people tend to understate the importance of just the nitty gritty figuring it out because that's where like the true development lies. Like you have to figure stuff out for you to evolve. And the reality is, is that most people, they don't know why they don't have the results they don't want they, that they want. And the truth is, That most of us just aren't as good as we think we are. And that's not a bad thing. It just means that's a reality check that we need to get better. If you don't make as much as you want, get better. If you don't have the people in your life that you want, exhibit a higher frequency that attracts these people. And what I've come to love about this term, and I don't know if it was coined by him, but he said it the most that I know of. Ray Dalio, he coins this term hyper-realist. Instead of being an optimist or a pessimist or realist, a hyper-realist is the most optimistic version of a realist. They just fall in love with reality and they just learn to love the game. It's this perception where you start to think about patience in a different way. Because if you ask any successful person, I know you understand this because I have dealt with this for so much time. Someone saying be patient is the worst thing because I'm like... Like, I'm, I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. like I'm almost offended at some point because I'm like, dude, I can't be patient. Like I got all these things I'm trying to do. Like that doesn't make sense. But right now, I'm still going after everything I want, just like you. But I'm not being patient listening to you. I am finding something that will get me closer to the end result. So I'm finding something within the process to fill my time. I'm not being patient by listening to you or speaking with you. I'm doing something that's going to help me Therefore, I'm patient because of that. And I think for anyone that's like an ambitious person, reframing patience is such a freeing objective because I dealt with that for years before I understood this where I start to realize what if I just made patience a tool rather than something that I just hated hearing over and over again. And so I think, man, success is so beautiful because it teaches us to reframe so many things that we thought were right but we were so wrong about. And again, like the great Marcus Aurelius said, you know, I'm never going to criticize or be mad at someone for telling me the truth. Because if that is the actual truth or if there's something I can learn from it, I am now better because of it. And so it's this framing, like drop the ego and keep the hustle and the ambition and let's get to work. Let's honestly get to work because if you want a certain result, why are you going to be so caught up in the pride of the person
0: that's not even at where you want to be at? You know, mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, no, 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 no. That's good. I'm right down. Hey, listen, for those who are listening, man, make sure you got a pen and a sheet of paper, something to write with and something to write on. It's it, it's something that was always instilled in us, you know, was always write down notes, always, always be, always be present when, when somebody is speaking and, and you're saying some things that are just, uh, man, they are the thoughts. They are the thoughts that go through my mind. Every single day too. Every single day too. This patience thing is 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 is, is massive getting better every single day and in, and in, 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 in having an having an optimistic viewpoint, but being realistic that listen there's a reason why you don't got what you want. Because you haven't put in the work to get what it is that you want, or well you you you're just not as good as you think you are. And and I think that's that that's <laughs> that's good, man. That that's very very good. Your guy is Marcus Aurelius, huh? That's your guy, bro. That's good. That's good. That's good. I'm gonna tap more into him. I have him written down too. Um, I'm on board with everything that it is that you're saying. You know, it, it, it's 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 hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes to stay mentally in check. You know, it really is. It really is, and um, it, it's especially hard sometimes when you're not around a group of people who are always thinking like you. You know, I always resort back to the locker room. The locker room is the most beautiful thing in the world because it is it is a controlled environment where everybody is on the same mission and you've got 100 to 130 guys that are giving it their all to achieve everything that it is that you want to achieve. And it's a beautiful thing. Now, when you get outside of the sports world, it's like, whoa, how do you get into that locker room? Because I know, I know, I know. When I'm around like-minded individuals and I'm around a, a team, man, we can win ball games. So where's your team at? What's the team at that that allows you to win in life? And and I think and I think when you're using these principles that you just went over, and you find that team, it's absolutely game over. It's absolutely game over. So you're just making me think about a lot of things that I think with all the time very 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 powerful stuff here very very powerful stuff here.
1: yeah and i mean man you said it. teams are so important the people that you're around can really just completely change or even break your life if they're the wrong people you know but i think it's it's still so difficult sometimes though because even like you obviously have the right people but like definitely a parts of the journey anyone that's gone for success loneliness is this kind of tax that you have to pay certain portions of it and and sometimes that just hits like sometimes you push through and then sometimes man you just sit there and it's existential you're like man do i feel alone and not understood and it is crazy because there is no preparation for that feeling there's no one that can tell you how strong that feeling is because it hits like a hammer and i used to play soccer too so or i used to play soccer you play football i understood what it was to have that kind of team to have that dynamic man And what's so funny is, you know, soccer was such a big part of my life for all of the time growing up. But I remember the moment that things had shifted in my life where, again, this reframing started becoming a clearer picture in my mind. And that was, I think it was my last year of high school. It was like varsity. I was on the varsity team. I was captain. Everything that, like, younger me would have dreamed of, right? Like, this was the moment. This was the time. We just won our conference and now we're in playoffs. And like, to me, this is what I always hoped for. But my focus that entire year was like, this was the first time I started an entrepreneurship. I started a clothing brand back then. And this is that was my focus, man. Like this reality that I was the captain on the varsity team of high school, wasn't even that big for me anymore. I actually had prioritized weightlifting over soccer, the training, and obviously the weightlifting helped, but it was just like, that reframing was crazy to me. Because what once would have been the pinnacle of my success was now just something that I did in addition to everything else because I enjoyed the sport. And it really like kind of hit, that, that whole feeling hit when we were about to lose in and so soccer 90-minute games. And we were down. We were down. It was 2-1. to one, And we had 1 minute and 46 seconds left on the clock. And I remember we had a free kick, man and our midfield takes it and everyone's going up and everyone in the stands is like everybody go up everybody go up cuz it's a lot, it's one of the last plays man and i'm and i and i'm holding back i'm like right at midfield and i'm like and I, everyone's telling me to go up and i'm like wait i'm like wait and i and i started to trickle in and we hit the ball everybody misses it it bounces once and i was in the back post man and i just nailed that straight into the net and I played defense, by the way. So that's like, again, we're not, we're not attacking, man. Like, we're usually staying back, right? I was the uh, right back. And I hit that volley, man. And everybody comes on the field and we go crazy, right? And it was like that beauty of the moment was almost like the tangible sadness, too. Because I, I was in that moment that I realized, like, I was so happy. But it wasn't. It was like that emptiness of, like, right after you reach the goal, right? You're super pumped when you reach the goal. And then it's a dip. And I was like, man. If that's the case for so long that this was my goal, this was my pinnacle, and now it's not, what else could I get in life? And so it was like, again, this super euphoric moment turned into sadness, turned into hope. And I think that is such a beautiful journey because then it's like, whoa, if that wasn't the case, what else isn't the case? And what could I do? And I think that feeds this kind of hunger that's different than the ambitious animal that just wants to win. It's the curiosity aspect and any successful person I've met, they have the ambition, but they have the curiosity because without the curiosity, it's so hard for you to tell the ego to shut up so you can actually learn and gather the skills and resources and just overall become better to actually grow. And that's what's so powerful to me
0: curiosity man curiosity you know i'm making a direct correlation with this it's like you know you set a target let's say your target is to make 10k a month and you achieve that then it's 20k a month and you achieve that then it's 50k a month and then you achieve that and then you're always like okay so what's next what would 60 look like what would 70 look like you know i'll never forget i'll never forget um one of my mentors one of my mentors said that making a million a month, right, is is the point where you realize that a million is literally no money. You know, like, and, and think about that, that's 12 M's a year, you know, how many people do you know are making 12 million a year? And he said that to me, and I was like, damn, bro, there are just levels to this game, and there's always, there's always that, okay, you would see something, you worked hard towards something, but... Is that the end all be all, man? Like, was your goal the end all be all? Was that shock the end all be all? Was 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 making that, was making that, and doing something that the defender, a right back, shouldn't do necessarily? Was was that the end all be all, or was that just due to preparation to perform in that moment? But but was that moment for something else? Was that moment to a, a catalyst to, to make you realize that man, that ain't it? That's just part of becoming it. I don't know, you know, um, but I'll tell you what, that moment, I guarantee you resort back to it. You knew it. Listen, the funniest thing about that whole thing to me is that you knew exactly how much time was on the clock and it was one minute and 46 seconds. That's when you know something is impactful. When you can, when you can remember the details like that, one minute, you said it so strong. You said there was one minute and 46 seconds. That was the first thing that came out of, like you knew the time. So, you know, Those moments are impactful, and those moments do start to define who you are or who you're becoming, but rather they don't define who you ultimately are. You know what I'm saying? So, so, bro, strong stuff. Congratulations on that goal, by the way. You got me hyped up, man. Man, I want to get out on the pitch, and I don't even play soccer, brother. I don't even play soccer, but I'm ready. But I'm ready. That's awesome, man. That's awesome.
1: But you understand that feeling. You understand those last moments, man. And that and that's the and and again, you're saying it very well, like you're saying it very eloquently. That's the reality of things, of how we just enjoy but remember these highlight moments that they're not just highlights because they encapsulate all the work that went into it, you know? And for us it's what we remember, but it's not what was great. What was great was those long nights with the team. What was great was the locker room talks when we were down and we had to get out of the trenches, man. That's what was great about it, man. When we were just in this process and that's where we understand that reality. And like you said, man, like your current reality doesn't define your great reality. That's the difference, right? Your current process doesn't necessarily encapsulate the purpose. And that's where I think when you're ambitious and you want a certain kind of outcome in life, you have to understand purpose. Because if you don't, that can be a spiral once you achieve a certain amount of goals because you get so worried about what actually matters in life. That purpose is your guiding compass for the entirety of your life. And that's why it's also important looking at the end that makes it so great. Like you and I have very bizarre ends for a 99% of people. Like it's just crazy what we envision us getting to. It is, right? That's the reality. It's crazy. But that is our guiding light. We're like, man, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. And it's not even demotivating because it just, it's our lifeline. You don't get demotivated by a lifeline, man, because that's what it's become for us. And so that kind of tie to our future selves that you and I fully believe we can get there. We don't know the how, we don't know the who, and we don't know the when, but we're willing to go as long as it takes. And in this world, in this free market, You got to be willing to, at the very last point, the very last thread is outlast. You can outwork, you can out-innovate, you can out-strategize, but can you outlast? And the truth is, can you outlast while being who you are? Because one thing is getting to everything you've ever wanted, but another thing is getting there with the people that you want and being the person that you want. And that's probably, out of everything that I like about you, that's probably my best thing about you, is Every time I've seen a video of you, every time I've heard you speak, I know this guy doesn't lie. Why? Because he believes it. He is authentic. And I also know that's why you sleep at night, because you believe in everything that you do, and you believe that you are doing what you were meant to do. There's no facade. There's no, oh, let me see his video, and then call up Mike to talk about the, the interview. Oh, let me go on the interview and see Mike change as soon as the interview hits done record. No. I I didn't believe that then. I don't believe it now. It just confirms it. You get what I'm saying? So that's the thing. That's the element. Authenticity is such a higher frequency than anything else, man. Because if you can't be you, why does anything else matter? And people even, and people talk about this, right? Be you because everybody else is taken. And the truth is, no, just be you because no one else is being them. You just stand out automatically, Because the bar has been so much lower, man. Like nobody else is doing them. They're copying other people. And it's not to take, it's not to not take inspiration, man, but it's like, you gotta be you, man. Like you just living your life the way you're trying to live it, that automatically creates a unique selling proposition in a business. And of course, there's a long road ahead, man, but that is such a beautiful start because not only is it an edge, but it's a way of life, man. And when I know, and I, this is for me personally, when I know that what I do is my brand, because I believe it, when my business values are my values, everything that I preach is something that I've done or do, or I'm in the process of doing, that's how I can look myself in the mirror and say, this is the guy that believes in himself. This is why I do it, right? It's not shouting affirmations in a mirror, but it's building a snack of undeniable proof that I say who I am. It's why I can look at everyone that I care about in my life, and I can honestly tell them how much I care about them, because I'm taking care of me. So now I can take care of them, right? You overfill your glass and now it pours into theirs because you're just so you. And that, to be honest, is I think one of my greatest superpowers is that reality that I can already be in love with who I am. And that allows me to get to the bigger picture of
0: who I want to become. And, and, and look, 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 being you And being authentic, and then for those who didn't didn't realize the, the, the correlation, you, you said brand in there, and I think I think I think that that is literally the fastest and most significant way to build a brand is by being you and being authentic. And when you're you and you're authentic, you build a community, a following because you are real and authentic. And when you build that that community, you're ultimately building a brand and a brand allows for you to get to the targets and the goals and achieve the aspirations you have a whole lot faster than if you didn't have that massive following. If you didn't have that brand or if people couldn't identify with with maybe some of the core principles that they find in you, that they find in themselves as well. Right. To the degree you believe in yourself, people will believe in you. So, so you know that's a fast track man that's a fast track but but the thing is it all starts with, with 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 the person speaking whether that's myself whether that's you whether that's one of the listeners and they're speaking to themselves it literally starts with 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 yourself right because if because if you can be 100% confident in yourself that's a deadly deadly thing the world can't handle that it's funny you said a lot of people you know, aren't living themselves and they're living vicariously through others, man. Listen, y'all, I, li- I live in Miami, Florida. The flash is real. The who's who's are down there. Everybody looks good. If you don't got a six pack, man, you better get one because everybody is tapped in down here. It just is what it is. And, and for, for South Florida, I absolutely love that. I love that, that. That holds you to a standard, holds you holds you accountable to look, like level level your game up. But, but the facade and... In in in, in 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 realizing what's fake and what's real, you can't compare yourself to things that aren't real. Because it's 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 a constant battle that you'll never win. It's 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 honestly comparing yourself to yourself, looking yourself in the mirror, realizing what what is the true substance here. What can I do to get better? And and am I being myself? Because if you are being yourself. You know, it's, 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 game over. You know, the, the, a robot versus a person who's himself, you know, imagine if you were on the pitch, imagine if you were on the pitch, right? The pitch for those who don't understand, man, that's the soccer field, bro. That's the soccer field. And imagine you guys are running a defense and the coach tells you how to move on, on, on the field, according to, according to our is attacking, you know, And you're taught something over and over and over and over again, and you become a robot. No one, no one congratulates the player who's a robot, right? They congratulate the player once they become the the true player. So, So you fast forward two, three, four, five months of you knowing how to operate on the field and on the pitch in a defensive scheme. And then all of a sudden you start putting your own flair on it. You know where you need to be when it's all said and done. You know you need to intercept the ball here. You you know you need to take out this angle here. But but now you start putting your own, you, own flair on it as to how you get there, what the disguise looks like, or or how you approach that angle. And then you start then you start to see success in actually being able to defend and outflink and and, and, and steal the ball, or in your case, in your case, score because you weren't a robot, you were yourself. And when you were yourself, there was significant outcome. It's the same damn thing in this game called life. But you gotta have the principles and you gotta have the skeleton. You got to know what the move needs to look like and then add your own thing to it because then that's the true true essence of authenticity. And that's what people can—that's what people can resort to, man. That's what people can attach themselves to. You know what I'm saying?
1: No. The funny thing is, man. You know, when you talk about that, just when you start to understand what you have to do, that you begin to create this new kind of reality. Because again, you're kind of leveling up from that basic step of just understanding the fundamentals of the game. I always think of this funny this funny moment, man. And I always kind of have this saying. It's like I think it's coming from else, but it's called "You always play the man, not the odds." Because statistically, what we want out of life is so improbable that if we just focus on that improbability, we're probably not going to get there. But if we believe we are the per- like, you have to believe you're the person that can get what they want in order to actually get what you want. Because if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. I think the I think it was the four mile, um, the four minute mile. No one ever did it. One person did it, and then a bunch of people did it. It wasn't that we just magically got physically better. And the span of a couple months, but it was because one person shattered the limiting impossible limit, the glass ceiling, and then everybody realized it could be done. And so these are the kinds of things we have to be thinking about. But back to this example of why I think it's funny. When again, another soccer uh, thing is we had a game. This is still the same. This is the same, same year. We had a game against our biggest rival who had played almost double the amount of games we had and were undefeated. We were undefeated, but we played half their games. And now we're playing them. Both of us haven't lost. And they've had double the time to play that we have. And so we had this one manager on the team. And they would do scouting research, man. They would watch the game film and see who was good. And so since I was the captain, they talked to me. they tell me who was good and who wasn't. And they had this one player. I remember the number, man. Number 12, man. And they were like, watch number 12. Watch number 12. He's the dangerous one that's going to get the goals in early on. And I told my, I told my coach. I was like, listen, coach. I'm starting right back, but if this guy switches to the left side because he doesn't like me, I'm going to that side and switch to the other defender. I was like, I am sticking with this guy. Like, David Goggins, man, I'm taking a soul. I was like, I'm going to make him so miserable that he's not going to be able to do anything for these people. And what happened, man? The game started, man, and I was on his case all day long, man. We'd be running down the sidelines, going for the ball right next to out of bounds, man. i come with a slide tackle and just, whoops, that ball was gone. He was gone, you know, man? And so we won that game. You know what happened after that first game? They lost every single game after that and got out in the first round of playouts for a team that we 9-1 beat. We killed them, man. What what does that do to someone's head when you just start to realize that you have to be relentless? And now let's step back into the picture where the lesson actually really makes sense for people like us. It's not about them. It's about us. Playing the man and not the odds isn't playing other people. It's not the competition. It's you because you are your biggest competition. So playing the man means how do you get out of your own way to actually get what you want? How do you stop blocking yourself from the things that are already coming your way so you can start taking advantage of them too? And that's what, again, these lessons start to realize because these things in the moment, I wasn't processing these lessons like I am now. But these experiences allow us to now look back. And that's why reflection is so important, man. That's why the meditation you did this morning is so important, man. Because I fundamentally believe that if you go into nature, you take a seat right on the sunrise or the sunset, you have a nice glass of something that you like to drink, and you just think about you, about who you are, what your last name means to you, what you want to accomplish, realize that in three generations four generations your name might not be remembered and that's okay but at the end of the day what did you do when you were here right above me you can't see him but i have three quotes about legacy i got legacy is transferring habits that builds great relationships with those that matter most legacy or let's see legacy is not money it's living a life that creates money as a byproduct of a life well lived These are the kinds of things I have to think about. Why? Because it makes me love the fact of where I'm going so much more. And when I love what I do and it produces a positive output, that now helps the world in my best capacity. Me saying that the world should change and me doing the change that I wish to see in the world are two very different things and only one of them produces tangible change. So if you really want the world to be a better place, what are you doing in your life to make it a better place? Are you being authentically you? And authentically you isn't just be you, it's become your best you, right? Don't don't get caught in like, yeah, you're fine the way you are. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like you said in Miami, man, like you said in Miami, man, there's a standard, man. And you got to keep innovating. You got to keep up because otherwise you're going to be left behind. But I think, When you, again, have this frame where you can sit and think about the future and envision everything you've ever wanted and you fall in love with that, competition is the best thing that could happen to you because it's so motivating. I always say that competition, when you're in the right mindset, is collaboration because then you just take inspiration, man. Like you're producing content. Oh, this guy's doing sales content too. And he had this cool intro, man, this hook that really had me engaged. How do we incorporate that? How do we make our twist on that? You're not jealous. For what? What? For what? You don't want what he has. He has his own journey. You have yours. Why are you going to be jealous of him when you can learn from him? That's the kind of thinking that gets us not from stage one to stage two, but stage five to stage seven, because we start skipping stages because we start thinking in different
0: frames. And drafting behind different individuals or different things that, that that are moving faster. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And that's that's big. And you know, we were talking about all this stuff, right? And you tap it back into business and you tap it back into to being an entrepreneur or being a salesman or, or providing or achieving goals or whatever it is that, that you, you reflect on when you listen to this, you know, the core essence of doing is understanding what it is that you're doing. You, you know, when you said, you know, when you said you love what you do, I love that. And in the majority of the time, people love the things that they're good at. People love to do the things that they're good at and they hate to do the things that they don't they are good at. Listen, bro, you, you ain't gonna find me tap dancing. Don't like it, don't know how to do it, you know? Now, now, now if I if I, if I was taught how to do it, would I maybe enjoy it later on down the road? Yeah, maybe. You know? But but that goes but but the reason why I say that is 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 to say to say this. You know, when you're in business and you're an entrepreneur and you're overseeing a team and and you're perfecting yourself, you know, understanding, understanding skill sets and understanding that you need to perfect your skill sets is literally anything and everything to feed into ultimately what it is we're talking about. Because again, if you're not sold on yourself, you will not sell others to the degree you are sold on yourself you will achieve and And so it, it goes past thinking like this, but it's also about what is that? What is that? That, that day by day look like for you to get better. You know, I, I listen in the morning, I'm writing down my goals every single morning and every single evening. I got my goals written in front of me right here. Like literally on this sheet, on this sheet of paper, I have my goals written in front of me. We got the we got the self meditation or understanding where we're at currently and what we want to become. We got the sales training that happens every single day. Every single day, I'm training on negotiations, on following up, on closing deals, or what the market is saying as it relates to retention marketing, or or something that is that is geared towards the skill set that we do or we have, and or the product and service that we offer to our purchasing population. Every single day, there's a gym time in there. It's 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 usually lifting weights, but but half the time it's running. You know, running at the track two, I'm a track guy by heart, right? That's my first love is track. So we're doing repeat twos, repeat fours, repeat 150s at real time. This ain't no bullshit times. This is real time. This is that throw up. This is that you're on the ground. This is that you're you're looking at a blade of grass thinking, man, why the hell did I just push like that? I'm not getting paid for this. Like I'm talking about that type of training, right? It's it's it, it, It's eating the right things every single day. Right, it's making a, a revenue target every single day. Having a revenue target, like, that's great what you did. It's awesome that you made five hundred phone calls today. It's awesome that you sent X amount of emails. It's awesome that that you were in X, Y, and Z meetings." But how much damn money did you bring in today? Well, that's the only thing that really matters. It doesn't, but it almost is the only thing that does. And you got to realize that too. And you got to come to the conclusion that listen, you can do all the things. But what is if there's no byproduct, then what's the purpose of doing all the things? Right. Like like when I can get all those things in check. Then when I start thinking about the future. Then when I start thinking about the competition, then when I start thinking about how I can become better, I've got the momentum to do it. I've got the wherewithal to do it. Right. You've got the confidence to do it. And then it starts to happen. So I want people to realize that look, a lot of this stuff, a lot of this, a lot of this game is 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 not tangible. A lot of this game is mental. Have to have the challenges mental. But do not overlook that there is a lot of physical element in this thing, too. And if you ain't willing to put in the work, it's a problem. Listen, it's one thing that It's one thing to think, but it's another thing to think and do. And when you think and when you do, that's when the real stuff happens, man. I can think I want to be the fastest person in the world, but I mean, bruh, if I ain't out there every single day giving it my all, if I didn't call Usain Bolt and see what he was doing back in his prime or connect with one of those coaches or whatever it was, man, like you're not going to get there you're not going to get there. So so you know, I just want people to realize that. Listen. There's 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 the things that you can't touch that you got to do every single day, but then there's a lot of shit that you can touch. The question is are you touching it every single day? Because if you ain't you ain't going to get there neither. You can think all the stuff in the world. But bro, what's the action look like, bro? You know, what's the action look like? Just something to think with, right? Something to think with.
1: But that to me also is how I know you're going to win in the end. Because how are you going to know where you're going if you don't have an aim? You got to have a target. You got to know what you're shooting at, right? That's no, the direction.
0: Start. no direction. No direction. It, right? it would it's, be like getting on the road and not having a map and just yeah. getting in the car and saying, hey, we're just going to go here. How damn boring is that trick? Is it even a trick? But you said it right there. Without a target, there is no direction. Without direction, there is no result.
1: Exactly, man. It's the difference between running on a treadmill versus running on a track. Like you just said run a track. You run on a treadmill, man. You're running in place. It doesn't matter how hard you work, you're going to stay in the same place. When you're on a track, you're running, man, but you're moving. You have momentum, not just speed.
0: Track, too, by the way. I or I'm sorry. I hate the, I hate the uh, the treadmill, too. I don't even run on the treadmill, man. I hate it. Unless it's like snowing outside and it's like you know the elements. Elements, you know, warrant you to have to do that. But you're right, bro. Because I can't see me moving. If I can't see me moving, well then, what are we doing, bro?
1: Exactly, man. We got we got to have that forward momentum. Above all else, that forward momentum. And it, it's crazy because, again, like it's so fun to have such a niche audience of such so a small amount of people because the 99% that aren't in this audience, they wouldn't understand it. They would think we're crazy that we would say we'd rather run on a track than a treadmill. Like, it's the same thing to them. But then it's like, <laughs> but then it's the people listening, they get it, you know? And that's what I love about, like, just being authentic, you know? Being authentic just automatically eliminates 99% of people because they have no care of you, right? There, There's no reason that they're going to, like, I'm talking about real followers that actually care about your growth and potential, right? And, They just don't get it. And and it's okay. Like people are not going to get everything that you do. And even the ones that love you the most aren't going to agree with everything. Otherwise we would be the same person. But the, the crazy thing is just like, there's that sense of just comfort when you can just say things to such a like detailed level that you don't even think about it. You know, like you're not processing the fact that you're about to tell me that you don't like a treadmill and you would rather run out of track. Like you don't have to process that. Why? Because that just naturally comes to you. But you're not filtering this. You're not trying to per, like, do this public persona that has nothing to do with your real you. And that's why, to me, branding is such a long-term game too, you know? Like it's not, my, branding isn't advertising. It's not marketing, man. It is the encapsulation of everything that business aims to do, who it serves, why it's great, the people that work in it, the value it provides, it's everything. But back to the other point that I really wanted to touch on because you were saying some great stuff about this, about the money part, about the byproduct part. And here's where people they don't understand that money it's a language. It's not just it's not just some paper or some numbers on a screen. It's a language. Money is the currency of power for the human race. Just like energy is the currency for animals of power, right? The plants create energy which is consumed by the next level, right? The energy chain, right? It's the natural cycle. So money is the language. It's a currency. That provides the way for us to move power from one perception to another. It's transferred. It's the reason that we don't have to kill each other to get something to eat. Because we're exchanging power for something. right? We barter power for something else. And so if you don't understand that's a language, that's where it consumes you too. Because it's all about accumulation. But when you chase money, it runs. When you make money. When you generate money that's a different story, right? That's where you bring it towards you. You don't get the right people in your life by trying to chase the people that you want. You become the person that they would want in their life and now they're attracted to you. It's simple things, the simplest things that create the biggest change. That's why I think a lot of the best speakers out there, a lot of the best crafts, anybody can understand what they're saying. Why? Because they took such a deep approach to understanding the basic fundamentals of how to say something. And then they took the basic under like the basic notion of mastering that something that now when they say it, it makes sense. But the more you think about it, the more it makes sense. Why? Because simpleness is a reinforcing self-identity. And so instead of trying to confuse people, which some people try to do because they don't know how to they don't understand something, they understand it so well that they can bring it back down. And so All this is to really say that there's so many levels to the game, like you previously pointed out. But the beauty is uncovering how you fit into the game and how when you start kind of doing the things that you need to, right? when you have the fortitude and the will to eat the right foods, to do the right stuff, to set targets, and to build your business with the nitty gritty, you now start to realize that once you get to a point where you do that consistently and you build that skill, You then start acquiring small slivers of power, accumulating, where you now get to rewrite the rules of the game. And that is where the fun really, really begins. When you have the power to rewrite the rules of the game, where you live, what you get to do, who you get to serve. When you can reframe all these things and when you have that power to decide, that is where the fun begins, man.
0: That's why you do it. That's why you do it, so you can, so, so, you know, so you, you know, the point of the point of 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 your life, right? Of your book is to write your story, not have someone else write it for you. Um, and so, man, I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to write my story every single day, man. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't want somebody else's rules to be the dictator of how I move I want my rules to be the dictator on how I move but but ultimately that's freedom you know and man for a little bit of time you're going to have to have some rules <laughs> for yourself if you, if you want to get to the point where you got freedom and there are no rules and by no means am I at the place where there are no rules there are rules every single day you gotta abide by it. half the time I don't want to do them Right, but all the time I know I need to do them, so then I don't need to make decisions based off of, of 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 rules that somebody else has instilled, or make decisions based off of meaning me being not being able to just say I do what I want to do because I didn't do what I wanted to do for ten to fifteen years. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just this. <laughs> You know, when, when you look at all this stuff, when you look at all this stuff, it really makes a whole bunch of sense. Like, it's not that difficult. Like, it ain't that hard. Like, it is, but it isn't. The understanding isn't hard, but the actual doing and the accountability, that's the hard part, man. That's the hard part. And and when we when when we can overcome that or at least have an area of focus on that thing every single day, to constantly get better on it. Right? We get to the point where shit just like you said, man, now we play our own game. And I wanna play my own game, man. I wanna play my own game and and um it wouldn't be fun if I didn't get to that point, right? I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm trying to play my own game, bro trying to
1: play a game, right? To me, when I think about that, it comes down to this basic argument, and that is the ends that we want justify the means if we can be who we truly are and not lie to ourselves. So there's that important if, right? Because otherwise, saying the ends justify the means can be a dangerous concept. Not only for other people, but for ourselves. Because I will not sell my soul to get what I've always wanted. There's no scenario in my life where I'll play out that reality. Why? Because I know I'll never go there. Because I know that the biggest regret, if I were to have one, would be that. Would be to get everything I've ever wanted and not be the person that I wanted to be to get there. And And I want to clear this up too, because I think people that go for success, sometimes misunderstand regrets. Every decision that we take has an opportunity cost. You being here has a cost of not doing something else. But that's not a regret. People say we have regrets because we didn't do something. No, you weighed the cost and now you're here. And in the future, most likely, you're not going to say, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Like There's times where we have that, but then we, if we didn't like the opportunity cost, right? we thought it was actually worse than better, then we learned from it. So to me, it's operating in that frequency because I don't want to believe that I have regrets. I have opportunities that I had to pass up to learn something else, right? Because again, the cliche is that everything that I did got me to where I am today, but I wouldn't have it in any other way because I'm not going to second guess my decisions because even if they're wrong, they taught me something. And if I didn't learn something, it's because I was unwilling to. Any situation and any person can teach us that. That's where we really have to get off a high horse, right? Because I believe, and and again, it's like this research thing, like most successful people believe that they're, in a sense, better than other people. They have a superiority complex. But believing that fundamentally is different than how you actually interact with people. Because I'll treat everybody with respect. Don't get me wrong. But I just believe that not everyone else is meant to get to a certain place. Because to get to that certain reality, you have to be a person that believes that pressure is a privilege. That responsibility is their calling because if you don't, that pressure will crush you. The responsibilities will make you miserable because that that right there is why some people are cut out for it and some people aren't. Anybody can learn the skills and anybody can be good enough to be an entrepreneur. But the reason that everyone shouldn't is because of those two things, is the pressure and the responsibility. Because how you look at that will define whether or not this is the right path for you. Because if you run your operation like you do and I run my operation, something goes wrong, it's your fault. Something goes right, it's your team's fault. You take complete accountability for how things go wrong. It doesn't matter if the market's not responding right or the economic climates aren't the best. Someone else is winning and you're not. And that's on you. That's on me. But to me, even though sometimes, man, it hits, you know, sometimes it's hard. Don't get me wrong. Don't sugarcoat that reality. I wouldn't have it any other way. Because I love the fact that at the end of the day, it is my fault. The fact that it's on me is what makes it so invigorating. It's what makes it meaningful, right? Because I'm not going to take fruit from a tree that isn't mine, man. Like, I, like that to me just isn't a happy way of life. And happiness isn't a feeling. Happiness is a byproduct of a life well lived. It's not a state of being. It's constantly being you and getting better. That's what's great about it. That's what's
0: so exciting about it. Mm. Personal responsibility. When, when, When you look at something and you realize everything that I have and everything that I don't have, everything right and everything wrong, Everything that I agree with and everything I don't agree with that's associated with me is because of me and not because of somebody else. Not playing the blame game. You know, a sense of ownership is 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 a is 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 very strong sense to have. A position of ownership is is a very strong position. And and, and when you when you when you're thinking like that, now you start thinking with the fact that you actually have control. And when you can think you have control, and when you realize you do have control, you know, different decisions are made that, that that quite frankly probably wouldn't have been made in that same degree or at that in that same way if you didn't realize that you have control. I mean, everything that you're talking about, this pressures of privilege and um, you know, the, the responsibility, taking complete responsibility, it's ultimately understanding that you are in total control. So when I can look, when I, when I can, or when you can, or anybody, when they can look at themselves and realize that everything they have is because of them and everything they don't have is because of them, you start to change the game. You start you start to change the way you operate, right? You start to change the way you operate. Um, You know, but that's tough, man. That's tough. And, and, and sometimes you don't want to do it. And sometimes it's, it's 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 difficult. And sometimes it's, um, I don't even want to say challenging, but it's, a, it's an eye opener, right? And I would also like to say this, man, like, you know, the way that you're looking at life and the way that you're looking at success and the way that you're looking at, you know, the day to day and the nitty gritty, like, you know, thinking like this takes time. It's not that you think like this and then all of a sudden things start happening. You know, I'm going to tell you guys right now, man, there are going to be times where you think like this and you still go to your old ways or you think like this and you still play the blame game and you think like this or you still let something, you know, get in your way. And I would be I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say that sometimes that happens to me too. But that's part of the game, right? That's part of the challenge. So, you know, always be thinking like this because you will always have to think like this until you are this but it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't even the greats even the greats even the, the most profound athletes will have a hamburger and some fries sometimes man they're just trained so damn so damn well that that when they eat that hamburger and fries it literally does nothing to them you know what i'm saying um This way of thinking that you're talking is just so, 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 so important. But it's this way of thinking compounded with time, man. That's the result. That's the result, man, right? I mean, that's what I feel.
1: But that's also one of the hardest answers that is blatantly so true, but so hard to stomach sometimes. Because we just want things now, man. And when you hear that time piece, man, like it's right and you know it, and the more you can improve that multiplier of time, the better, because the compound is better, but again, sometimes, man, that's like, the, that's the frog right there, that you gotta swallow, and you gotta be like, it's right, I don't like that it's right, but it's right, and and it, it's sometimes, man, I, I know it, like, I know you know this too, man, sometimes, again, it's back with that patience thing, but again, it's it's so accurate, so the question is, Can you put aside your ego to fall in love with the moment and make sure that you are doing everything in your power to grow to your fullest capacity? But can you also take a second from extreme ownership and taking full responsibility? Can you also have grace with yourself in those days where you slip up? Can you admit to yourself that you at the end of the day are a human and that you make mistakes, but how you answer the fact that you made a mistake will determine that, right? Because that's what happens with people, man. People that start to try to get off. The, the treadmill of the never-ending cycle of where, they, where they're not happy, you know, they go for it, man, they shoot for it. And then they make one mistake and then they reaffirm their previous identity. And it's like, no, man, like if you're going on a diet, you know, and you're losing all this weight and then you just rebound and have a cheat meal, that doesn't mean that tomorrow is the same as it used to be because you're not the same person. So don't go back to that. It's not that you won't. It's that you don't have to continue in that cycle. And it's not even with those bad habits of like eating junk food. It can be in business, you know, like it's, it's literally like, let's say you did a marketing shift and it doesn't work initially. You got to give it some times because that's where it's going to be the trigger. Like, oh, this gave me 80K without any trouble and this one's barely getting 20. Like, that's a problem. It's like, give it some time. Now, maybe it won't be better, but if you don't give it time, how are you going to know? Because there's no reasonable step that you can take to justify that it's not going to work based on one try. And that's the thing too. You have to be willing to try. Entrepreneurship isn't about perfection. Entrepreneurship isn't about being completely better than used to be and just changing the whole dynamic. Entrepreneurship is the willingness to fail forward, the willingness to fail quickly and to improve upon it. It's the willingness to be a scientist, not an artist. You're not perfecting something. You are trying and constantly failing until it works. And then it's only going to work for a period of time until you have to keep trying new things. The test is... Iterate and implement is the framework of every Good Entrepreneur. And they have done it for so much that it looks like an art. But as Da Vinci said, you have to look at art like science and look at science like art, right? Understand that everything is connected to everything. But when you're at a certain point... That's where you switch the frame. But again, to get to that certain point, it's the same thing that you know in business, man. What, take, what takes us from zero to 10K a month isn't what takes us from 10 to 30 or to, from 30 to 50 or 50 to 100 or 100 to a million. It isn't. It isn't. So why are we operating like it is? Why do we do that sometimes? And this isn't an opportunity to parade ourselves because I don't believe blame is ever good. I believe taking responsibility cuts out the need to take blame. It's like me and you, Missed our window, right? I thought it was Pacific time. You thought it was Easter time, whatever. And we messed it up. I'm not going to blame you or me for that. For what? What is that going to solve? Mike, how about next Thursday? Apologize for the inconvenience. Done. Done. That's all we had to do. We don't got to go with this back and forth for for two, three hours about whose fault it was. Why? There's something to be done. And so it's these kinds of things, these changes that, again, just make it easier, right? Because like you mentioned... Any person that has success had to go through discomfort. And if they if, if, the, if the success is meaningful to them, they had to go through discomfort. Discomfort is a one to one ratio with growth. But the suffering that you endure because of the discomfort is completely up to you. And that is where it makes the ratio disproportionate. You always have to go through discomfort to growth. That's the equation of growth. Discomfort equals growth as long as you apply the lessons and you don't let it weigh on you. But the more you suffer, the more you make it bigger than it actually is, the more you suffer in imagination, as Seneca says. We suffer more in imagination than we often do in
0: reality. Mm. Say that again for the people.
1: Seneca, another stoic again, huge stoic guy. I study all these guys. Seneca says we often suffer more in imagination than we do in reality.
0: I wrote that one down, folks, just so you know. Wow, it's true too. It's so true. That's a strong statement. I didn't mean to cut you out, man, but that's a strong statement, man. That's a strong. That's a strong statement, man. We suffer more in imagination than we. Than, than, than sometimes or oftentimes we suffer more in imagination than we truly are in in actual time. It's so strong. Go ahead, man. Didn't mean to go. Didn't mean to cut you off. That was just a strong, strong statement.
1: Ben, you're good. You're good, man. And and what I love about these conversations is it's not motivational talk. And the reason I say this is because I Seneca also talks about this and he says it really well. Like, I wish I could quote it off the top of my head. But he talks about a great philosopher isn't someone that can play the flute and have the people sway because he knows how to play the flute. A great philosopher is someone that embodies what they believe and they do it so fervently that what happens is the people are silent and some of their eyes are even closed. Why? Because they're thinking. Because they are processing a new way of looking at the world. Because it's so powerful of how strong this person believes in their own philosophy. Right, because I can get up on stage and get you rallied up, get you going, yeah, man, like let's do this, like let's go. You know, an athlete, man, you know those motivations—they're great sometimes, and I love them, man. I love them, man. Any motivation, I love them. But those moments where you really want just like catalytic growth—that's where you're thinking, man. Like you said, man, that's why you got the notepad out, because there's some things that make you think. And the truth is, too, sometimes the expectations are wrongly set. You know, if you listen to an episode like this, there's a lot of gems, both from myself and definitely from you. You only got to think about one or two because it only takes one gem to make that and everything changes. It solves that one problem that you were stuck on. And so instead of trying to absorb everything again, be singular. What was the one thing that you thought about? Right? Because I know when I, cause I I like listening to my episodes again too. Like I record them and then I send them to the other They come back and I'm like, all right, let me listen. Let me listen. Not only for how I can improve, but what did I learn, right? Because if we're not learning, what are we doing, man? If we're not curious, right? If I don't want to know, why does Mike think the way he is? Why does he do the things that he does? Why? And so again, asking ourselves this why fervently creates this creation of our own way of living. And that becomes our own philosophy. And the more we believe it and the more we actually do it, like you mentioned, man, you got to do the work. The more it becomes real, right? The imagination The visionary becomes our own reality. And so I know, man, we could go for hours and hours speaking. And I know that I think that just saying time is valuable and encapsulating like rounding off the episode is something that is important too, because it makes us value what we share in a period of time. And so as we close out today, this beautiful conversation man, that I'm grateful to have had with you today, I want to ask you this one last question that we'll both answer and then we'll share the people your socials where they can reach you at and we'll conclude for today. This question is I want you to think about the 27-year-olds. Not the guy that's just starting out, not the guy that started his business, but the guy that has some experience, right? He's been he's, he's been trying, man. Like he's got 3-4 years under his belt. And he's got some level of success, but he feels stuck. He doesn't know where to go next. Let's say he's making 20,000 in revenue per month and he doesn't know where he's going, right? So purpose wise, he feels a little lost and business wise, he just doesn't know where to go next. What do you say to that 27 year old?
0: You know, what, what I would say to that 27 year old is, is, is to realize that somebody else has already achieved or is already doing the thing that you wanna do or has done the thing that you want to complete. And so, you know, you you said it before in this discussion, what what gets you to 20 isn't the same thing that's gonna get you to 30. What gets you to 30 is not the same thing that's gonna get you to 40. I personally experienced that before opening up a business and working alongside GC, you know, we had the opportunity to make, you know, the 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 a month. Like those are real numbers. That's not a fake thing. Those are real numbers. But the way that I was operating, doing 15 versus the way I was operating doing 50. And the type of people that were involved in the type and level of communication that I was having was night and day, completely night and day, right? So for that 27-year-old who's at 20K a month, who who who, who has got some sort of success but is plateaued, what I would say is first of all, take a breath, look around, Realize that that, that 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 it's okay and you're going to be fine, but only stay in that mindset, only think with that concept for 30 seconds, and then realize that if I don't improve, it will not be okay because I will not be fulfilled. Then I would suggest to find that individual or group of individuals who's done what it is that you want to do. You know, that's why understanding what it is that you want to become is so important because then I can look up the things that I want to be bec- or that I want to become and, and find the people who have already achieved it. Then what I'm doing is I'm adopting those same principles, those same skill sets, that same structure, that same network. I'm going to look to achieve those same exact things because we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just got to get on the vehicle that's already moving in the direction that we want to go to. The only other thing I would say is, you know, you can always learn and you can always have trial and error on your dime. You can always do it by yourself. You can always do it on your dime. You can always do it with the thing that it is that you do and you'll figure it out. But man, if I can get into an ecosystem and environment for, for two or three years that is just doing crazy things that I can't even comprehend or things that that I don't even know are attainable or achievable, or if I do know they're attainable or achievable, I don't know how you get there, man, <laughs> that that takes time out of the equation, that eliminates self-doubt and that provides a process. That's one of the biggest takeaways that I got from from where I worked at prior to what we're doing today. I saw what was achievable, bro. I saw what the work needed to look like in order to get what it is that I wanted. I saw a fearless warrior never, ever, 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 ever turn their switch off. I saw the, I saw the days of, 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 of of, of, of seven or eight hours of talk time, I saw the years of three hundred and fifty to four hundred cold calls every single day, Monday through Monday. Like I saw what it looked like to to take a to take a, a real estate fund from seventeen million to to billions that it currently is today. Like I saw that, and I was embodied in it, and because I saw it. It made it make a whole bunch of sense. And then I was able to take a breath and then say, okay, I need to attack this, this way. I need to attack this, this way. Need to eliminate that, need to improve on this. So if you're 27 and you're banging your head against the ground, look up and realize it's gonna be okay. But then also look up and realize, I gotta change my environment. I gotta change the people I'm around. I gotta change the type of content that I'm consuming. I gotta understand what type of additional education I need and I need to understand that I got a draft behind people who have done it themselves. If it's not working for them, it's studying them. Like it is part of your work because the answer is found in what other people are doing. It's just a matter of are you dedicated enough to find that answer and then hold yourself accountable to what that answer, what that answer suggests. That would be, that would be the number one thing I would say to that 27 year old making 20 K today.
1: You said it really well. I think one thing that I really like is kind of like, you got to take that 30 second moment to say that it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. That's kind of like the fourth, right? Man, you've got to understand that. And I think the next thing is, I think anyone going from zero to 10, even 20k, a lot of it's done in in what you're doing, right? Just like understanding the process of how a business actually operates and what makes it an efficient, profitable business. Once you get to 20k, everything else and this helps before that too but everything else past that is all about exposure it's the who not how and what happens here is that every jump 20 to 30 30 to 50 50 to 100 it's different kinds of people the exposure remains the element but it's just the kind of exposure that you're getting that will build the business and so like i mean you were you were touching on it the whole time too exposure is so important and so what i say is Again, like you understand how to build a business. You're building a profitable business. But to get to the next place, you got to understand someone that's already gotten to the next place. And then they're going to help you understand how to implement that in your own business. Because the how is always out there. The information is out there. But the way and the lens that you need to process it, you don't have yet, right? It's like saying, it's like photography or videography. It's like if you got a subject out there, but you can't get it to focus why not just get another photographer that's already there that you might have to search for or pay for or whatever, and he already has that lens. Now, you may have a different camera, and you probably will have a different camera than they do, but there's certain modifications that you can put on the lens to make sure it fits your camera. And then the picture becomes clear. And now, again, it sounds so simple, and it does take work. Don't get me wrong. What's simple is often the hardest, but it's simple for a reason. And that's again where you have to drop the ego and start to get to work. So what I would say, man, is understand that what got you here is going to be analytical, how and the what. But what's going to get you to any next level that you want is all about the who. Mm,
0: and no, that's, you, ooh, man. Can, can I say one last thing to this? One last go, thing go to this. Ahead, man. Go big ahead. aha <laughs> moment. One of my, one of my, one of my mentors, Brandon Dawson. He exited his last company seventy-seven times EBITDA. That's the highest exit on a publicly traded company in the history of mankind. If you don't know what EBITDA is, look it up. But he exited his last company at 77 times EBITDA. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. We we, we used to talk about breakpoints all the time. Breakpoints in business, breakpoints in, in personal growth and development. There's only one additional thing I'll say to the thing that you said is, for the guy who's doing 20K, you got to realize that there's so much more that you can do before, before you bring on the who. In a startup, guys, I just want to, I just want to just give you this, this last tidbit of data and information. There are breakpoints in business. In a startup, it's all about the what. The what is the 100K, the 3 million. 3 million to 8 million is then the who. 8 million to 15 million is in the how. 15 to 25 million goes into the who again. Then 25 to 45 million is the how. Then 45 to 120 million is the integrated technology, um, executive leadership, and so on and so forth. Just so you guys realize, a startup is anywhere from 100K to 3 million. The break point, you're in break point one from 100K to 3 million. That is all what you do. That is all perfecting what you do. So if you're thinking with 20K, don't realize don't don't necessarily just think that, okay, now I necessarily need to get to someone else. Bro, in business, it's 103 million. It's all about the what you do. It's all about the what you do. Then from three to eight is the who. That's the process creation. Now we start adopting more core leadership. Like you just gotta realize that, man, you said something that's so big and it's just the breakpoints, man. And you said what it is that you do. And nine times out of ten, what we do is not optimized. What we do is not optimized. And if it's not optimized, then it would be it would be dishonorable and 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 not ethical to bring in a who if what we do isn't even figured out still. Because if we don't understand what it is that we do. And we don't have a process to optimize what it is that we do. And then we bring other people on board and expect them to do what the thing that we do that we don't even know how to do. Whatever it is that you do will crumble, guaranteed. So I'm just gonna end with that. I could talk about this breakpoint thing forever, but you just you just hit a you hit a core brother that like man, it took me a little bit to understand that and working with business owners at different sizes, you actually see, but guys. The reality of the situation is 100k per year to three million per year. Whether you're in sales and that's take home, or you're running a business, is all about what you do. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's
1: beautiful, Mike. Where can people find you up?
0: Uh, you, you can check me out on, on all social media platforms. Um, my first name is is, is Michael M I C H A E L, and the last name is Shill. S is in Sam, C is in Cat, H as in Hat, I L L as in Larry. Larry um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on on what on TikTok, on LinkedIn. It's at Mike M I K E Shill S C H I L L underscore uh, we're on YouTube as well. You can check out the website, the thefullcircleagency.io. And, and this is a shameless plug. I got to drop it. But we got a movie dropping. We got a freaking movie that is dropping. We got a premiere in Atlanta, Georgia. It is less than three days. I'm getting on a plane in, in two and a half days. We we got a premiere in Atlanta. We got a premiere in Alpharetta, Georgia. We're hitting Hulu. We're hitting Amazon TV. Like the goal and the target is to become a household name. The goal and the target is to make sure that SHIELD is remembered ten generations from today. And and this this brand thing is everything. And we're really excited about this project that we got coming. So if 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 if, if you don't take anything away from this 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 conversation, but these last words, just remember that when it's all said and done this brand and who you are is everything and the goal is to have your brand enter a room before you do because if that's the case you don't even have to speak you don't even got to speak so I'm, I'm humbled at the opportunity to be in front of you guys here today this is an incredible conversation it Made me reflect it made me reflect and um i got some massive takeaways i don't know if y'all see but i got notes and notes and notes on this conversation i'm in the damn conversation right so So, so listen, just tap in. You can do it. It's achievable. It's attainable, but it's all on you. And the moment you realize that and take that, take that initiative and understand the responsibility, that's the only time that things are actually going to happen. So Isaac, I appreciate your time here today. And uh, this is cool. We got to do it again. Awesome. and, And very impactful and extremely insightful, brother. Extremely insightful. You're about to crush the world, bro.
1: I appreciate it, Mike. I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate your time. Uh, The fact of the matter is, is you're spot on about the whole thing of if you're not optimizing the what, why are you going to ask who to come on? And I think for, for people to really understand how this really applies to me and myself, like if I wasn't able to ask the right questions or bring the right ideas or conceptualize how I'm thinking or what I'm hearing you say, I'm not bringing the best out of you. And I think that because I could do so, this created a better conversation for both of us. And so this is just a real-life example of how what you said applies so importantly. Because the fact that I've spent years podcasting allows me to communicate myself, for you to understand what I'm saying, for me to gather what you're saying, and for us to mastermind on it. And so again, that's just, a, that's just one small example in this world of how we need to start applying what we actually do. This isn't just preaching. This is, actively, this is active steps to what we want and what we're actually currently doing. And so, again, I just appreciate your time. Again, you are a great conversationalist. I love that you're just so authentic, you, man, and that you have these huge aspirations that I know you hit because you believe you'll hit them. And therefore, I believe because I see that strong faith in yourself. And so, thank you all for tuning in. You know how we close it out. Veni, vidi, vici. I came, I saw, I conquered. We hope you enjoyed this episode on The Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show, and we appreciate it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode. We are grateful for your support, and if you are serious about improving your life, check out our coaching at www.isaacvelezgonzalez.com. Until next time, that's all for today's episode.